how you feel, get up, dress up, and show up. That's Boss Lady Jessica Gray's motto. Greetings and salutations. I'm Holly Sexton, and you're listening to the Boss Lady Coaching Podcast. Today's guest is Jessica Gray. She's a small business owner, mother, wife, animal lover, athlete, and friend of Boss Lady Coaching. Jessica is a Central Hardin High School graduate. She holds a business degree from Western Kentucky University and several fitness industry certifications. Megan and I talked with Jessica about mom guilt, being your best self, dedication, persistence, motivation, telecommuting, boot camps, snacks, and creating a schedule that works for you. Enjoy. Hi, Megan. Hi, Holly. Long time no see. I know. People think we see each other all the time. And I have to say, I haven't seen Megan in forever, but we talk and text and that kind of thing. So what have you been doing? I have had a little bit of a busy summer, had a job change and so much going on at home and how everyone gets busy when you have kids at home with school out. So um, just really spending time with family the last couple months. So miss all of our listeners and all of the great work we've been doing with Boss Lady Coaching, but ready to jump back in and get things rolling this fall. And here we go. Uh, we've been meeting to talk to Jessica Gray for a long time, but we did take a hiatus, so we are back. Jessica is the owner of The Pit, a successful small business, also a successful small business owner in the fitness industry. Jessica is also an entrepreneur, a wife, mother, athlete, and friend of Boss Lady Coaching. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Thank you for having me. Um, There's a lot I want to talk to you about because I see you every week and I do your workouts, but I want to know what's going on behind the scenes because you never, ever talk about that because you're a professional. So um, start out first. Let's talk about what you did in the fitness industry prior to starting your own business. Six years ago, I decided that I was going to do something in the fitness industry. At the time, I had no idea what I was going to do, though. I just always liked working out and enjoyed working out with people and helping them and trying to get people healthier. So I thought that I would try maybe just starting coaching a class or teaching a class at a gym and then decided that that wasn't enough for me. That was a big catalyst for change because you'd been traveling and promoting products and fitness? Yes, I actually have a business degree and um, I was an event coordinator for a gym company that traveled all over the U.S. setting up training events and that was the plan, but um, I could not continue to travel with a child at home the way we were and I wanted to be able to be stationary in the gym, so I went out on my own and started a gym here at our home. Um, What did you expect from that? What did that look like with your business plan at the beginning? Basically, since I was working out of the home, it didn't change for me. I just had to tell myself that I was not going to come in the home as much. Gavin, however, seemed to think that meant mom was home all the time. Oh, I see. So he's like, mom, mom, mom. Yes. Mom is working. So yeah, that is one thing I was going to talk about later. That's a hard part of it is that you have to learn to distance yourself and just pretend like the inside of the house doesn't exist. You knew you wanted to have clients and to teach, but how do you build that? How did you build your business? Well, um, basically through Facebook. Um, I did a lot of Facebook advertising and then set up um, a separate Facebook page for my personal page. Luckily, I've always been big in the community as far as making friends easy and putting myself out there. So I actually started with a boot camp um, at a school And that was for the teachers and administrators there. And then that kind of just really helped. They all helped me branch out and recruit people and start getting everything rolling so that I had people wanting to come here. So it wasn't hard for you to get out and talk to people? No, it wasn't. Because that's a huge challenge for some of Megan's clients is just making that 
connection. Yeah, it's intimidating to ask, really, what you're doing is asking for help. Right, it is. Yeah, it can be hard. I think the hard part is when you ask for money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's not just like, hey, you want to go to the gym today and work out with me? Um, So yeah, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and say, you know, this is what I'm going to offer. It it gets easier once you have the first few commit because then you kind of get more confidence with it. I think that's a really um, difficult thing for a lot of women to make that leap in terms of valuing what they offer as a business. So how did you get to that point where you felt comfortable and confident saying, this is what my packages run, this is what my time is worth, and standing behind that confidently? Well, luckily, the company that I was doing the event coordinating for, um, like I said, since they traveled around and set up gym um, training events, they helped me, um, and then some of the other gym owners all over the U.S. helped me set up um, basically a path to go down and kind of like a spreadsheet of what to say. Um, and so I just started using that and really I just had to trust that what I was going to say was going to seem right. Um, I did research, you know, what things in this area cost and what people offer. I had gone to a personal trainer in the area myself, so I, you know, saw what it was all about. Um, really it's just, you throw it out there to two or three people and once they agree to do it, you really get that burst of, okay, if I can get two or three, I can get five or 10. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, friends start telling friends and people start seeing results and improvements to their health. And I really like your emphasis on that because it's not just the vanity portion, which is a big portion, big motivator for people to exercise and to eat right, but also the health portion. Mm -hmm. I know you've worked with people of all fitness levels. Um, Was that a learning experience for you or was that part of your degree program? Um, it's it was a mixture of both. Um, I had obviously had certifications in the fitness industry, um, but I think each client is learning experience because what works for one and what works for myself is not going to work for the next person. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to learn to give and take and bend and see what really works for each person. And one thing, one approach about the pit that's great, and some, when people ask me this a lot, they're like, yeah, so you checked in the other day. I said, yep, I don't have to fix my hair. I don't have to put on my right. makeup. <laughs> and if it's the same workout clothes I wore yesterday, gross, I know, it doesn't matter. No one cares. No one cares because I walk in, do my workout, and leave. Right. And I don't feel like I have to keep up appearances. No, and that's exactly out. how I want it to be from the beginning. Um, I originally started with just female clients, as you know, and I, I do have male clients, but I really wanted it to be somewhere that females could come and feel comfortable and it didn't matter if you had on diamond earrings or absolutely no shoes, but you could still walk <laughs> That's in. That's how I work out, by the way, is with no shoes. But yeah, and just walk in and not feel like you're being judged on your appearance because we are judged on our appearance everywhere. So it's so nice to have this retreat, mm-hmm. this place to come to where you don't feel that pressure at all. The only pressure that you feel is internal right is to say what am I going to give them my workout today yeah I didn't want it to be that it was name brand clothing only I mean my 5 a.m.ers most of the time don't even have their clothes on the right side because they got <laughs> dressed in the dark trying not to wake their spouse so <laughs> no one cares everybody goes on that's so my style that's something I have to do <laughs> and speaking of that you do offer a variety of days and times and, and you have the flexibility of, of owning and running your own business to also go out and reach out into the community as well. You work with the hospital. I do. Um, I do a boot camp at Hard Memorial. Um, Two nights a week, I go into the hospital, and the hospital lets me come in 
and use an area there to teach a mobile boot camp um, to any of their employees at any branch of the hospital. And then I also do a mobile boot camp for Hardin County Schools. Um, I go to different schools every six to eight weeks and coach a boot camp there so that it's easier for employees just to come straight in and not have to run and get their kids first, and then they can go home and do everything. That's a huge perk. Yeah, that's an awesome way to make it convenient because mm-hmm. I'm guessing you see a lot in terms of barriers that your clients have. So what are some of the things that you see, especially women, struggle with to be able to stick with their fitness journey? Well, a lot of them obviously have childcare issues. Um, a lot of them just have separation issues. Um, and not trying to sound mean, but a lot of them you just want to say, you can give yourself 30 minutes twice a week. Um, A lot of them already feel guilty because they do go to work and they're away from their children or their children are in daycare. Or a lot of stay-at-home moms feel guilty because then they're going to leave their child to go do something that's for themselves. And so it's all about making it easier for them, um, but also showing them that you can't be the best you and you can't be the best mom if you are not given a chance to be the best of yourself. And I think it's fair for you to say that because you have worked out of the home for all this time and you're like, trust me, right? my kid's going to be okay yes. for you to be able to take that time to do for yourself. Well, speaking of that, what are the cons of working out of your house? The cons um, would be that it's very hard in the beginning and from day to day, it's still hard. Um, Like I said, just to say, no, Gavin, pretend like the gym doesn't exist. I'm not out here. Shut the door, shut your mouth, go back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's also hard because you have to be willing, you know, for me, I don't just say, no, you can't go to the bathroom. You have to stay in this gym. I mean, a lot of time in the winter, my clients come in the front door Mm-hmm. They go out the front door. So they're coming through my house at all hours of the day. Um, my first class is at 5 a.m. So and my 5 a.m.ers are the most dedicated and it's the most popular class. So I don't have the joy of sleeping in or sleeping over and texting or calling somebody saying I'm running late because they're standing at the gym door. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the a lot of them know, yeah, a lot of them know the code to my garage and they have it opened and my car pulled out before <laughs> wow. I'm out there. So... <laughs> They're serious. Yes, yeah, they're ready to go. That is that dedication, though. I mean, you have to admire that kind of a persistence in, in clients. It so. is. It's got to yeah. be good to work with that kind of person. Yeah, right. And, and you're talking about the luxury, not having the luxury to sleep in. I mean, because all you have to do is miss a couple of classes before people drop you. Right. And they go find someplace else yes. to work out. And we all have things happen. Um, I think that's something else about working from yourself. You have to be able to say... You know, that no, this is a real job. I can't just do everything else mm-hmm. that I want to do. Um, you have to put yourself in the position and pretend like that's an office. I think the other hard thing about working um, from home is that sometimes you need a change of scenery. When you, you don't stop and think that going to work is sometimes a good thing because you get adult interaction and you get a difference in what your house looks like, but my office looks the same all the time. <laughs> so it is nice when a different class comes in to talk to, but it makes it harder because I'm not going anywhere. I love that about you too, because you're like, let's go somewhere. And I get it too, because you need to separate yourself and get out of here and have right. your time. Um, what are some of the pros of running your own business? I can say you don't have a cubicle. That's great, right? That is great. Um, some other pros, um, not just about working on my home, but owning my own business. It is easier for me to set my own schedule Um, and work around our child. That was the main reason of me going out on a limb and doing this was that he was in fourth grade and um, really wanted mom to volunteer all the time and wanted me to be able to get him on the bus and get off the bus. 
So I'm able to do that. Um, but I did have to learn just to tell people, no, like I, I can't work at this time because I'm going to do this for my child. Um, but it's also, it works best. Um, because I can set my own hours that clients want the most. Sometimes if you're training out of a gym where I was, you know, like contracted, then that, that spot may be, you know, filled by somebody else in another area or they don't have that slot open. Yeah. Some or gyms, like there's a class I want to take right now. It's at 10 a.m. Right. You know, it, I just can't yeah. make it. And so guess what? I will never attend that class. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, me owning and running my own, I can find out what most people want. And at certain times, like the time that you needed, several others needed it too. And so I could make that work regardless. I didn't have to wait for somebody to say, oh, well, that will or won't work. Um, you said something really important a minute ago, and I think it's something that a lot of women deal with is, and I say deal because it's, it's it just seems like something that jumps in front of us. Um, frequently and we have to set boundaries and say no I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that what is the worst thing that's ever happened to you when you said that because I want to get rid of some fears here because a lot of people are like well I didn't want to tell them no or I didn't want to say that I can't on this day or I can't you know or for me a lot of the time it's like I have Tristan and I can't do that or I'm not going to do that because I have Tristan um what's the worst thing that could happen when you do that well that was just something I had to learn um one of my first clients um, was Brent Wagner that passed away um, from East Harden and he is actually the one that had taught me that Um, I remember there was the first fall break I wanted to close we were going to go on vacation and I was like you know what if I close and what if nobody comes back (laughs) and he was like Jessica (laughs) you have to just realize you saying no and saying it's for my family or it's for myself people will respect you more because they see that you are taking that time to basically just turn off and unplug and go away and come back with fresh looks. And he was like, you know, a lot of women will um, admire you more too because you're saying, no, I have to do this for my child or I have to do this for my house. I cannot live and breathe in here all the time. And did they come back? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You mean your worst fear didn't come true? Right. (laughs) And what, what surprised you the most about running your own business? Um, well, I think it's very easy for people on the outside looking in to say, oh, but you're your own boss. You do what you want to do. That's right. And that's wrong. Um, it's hard when you are your own boss to make everything fit because there is no one telling me you have to be here from nine to five. You have to go to this training. You will clock in and out. I mean, it, you know, everything is here. I have to make it all work. If I want to go do something else, I have to fit it around everything here. I have to still be the mom I don't get to just step out and be told what to do or what to type and then step back into the house. Um, So I think it was hard for me to figure out and see that if I don't do this, no one else is going to do it either for me, unfortunately. Was that a big motivator for you? Like for some people that energizes and for some people they, it doesn't work for them. It does. um, Definitely pushes me because I have a lot to do in a short amount of time. Um, But I think there are days, just like there are for anybody who works for themselves, that you're like, oh my gosh, this is way... uh, I don't know how many all this fit in. Don't make me make one more decision. Right. (laughs) Somebody just tell me what to do. Yeah, the fatigue of decision making is real. And that's something that everybody recognizes until you're a thousand choices into a day. Right. I don't have other trainers and I don't have... A partner. Um, I wanted to do it on my own, and so there's nobody for me to sound ideas off of, or you know, another trainer to come back and say, "I don't think that class was very well perceived." Um, I kind of just have to go by what my clients say and like. Luckily, they're very honest. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing 
everything about your culture <laughs> is like, and it's almost a point where it's like, okay, I need to put it back in the mall because it's a, it's therapy that's going on as well too. Um, what are your goals for the future for your business? Always want to continue to help others. Um, I want to, t- oh, I'm sorry, stumbling all over. Teach that's okay. a healthier lifestyle to younger ages. Um, I do that through conditioning already, and I do have younger clients that come. Um, you know, I've started at age nine before. However, um, I think it's just so important right now. No one sees that setting an example early is what is key to maintaining it throughout your life. Um, Obviously, like I said, Gavin's 14 and plays lacrosse. And over the summer, he got to see that if you want to be very good at it, you since it's such a physical contact sport, you really have to work out and watch what you eat and, you know, get out there and do something. It's not just about running up and down the street playing. Um, So I just wish that more younger kids would see that and see that, you know, you'll be healthier, you won't miss school, you'll be able to do more. Um, you know, my younger brother didn't start that until he was 18. And so he's, it's been a battle for him. Whereas had he started a long time ago, he wouldn't constantly be having to work so hard. So making these new habits and I've seen kids get off the school bus yes. and come and work out yes. with you. Uh, conditioning is a big term being thrown around, especially for athletes who have ambitions, mm-hmm. um, to, to play travel ball and that type of thing. Um, what would you suggest for a parent listening uh, to help their kid get started with conditioning? Well, I think, like you said, conditioning is thrown around so much right now, and conditioning doesn't just mean that you throw a bunch of heavy weights at a child and ask them to, you know, squat as much as they possibly can today. Conditioning can be done without any weights at all, um, and I've done it for ball teams without any weights, and we just use bands. Um, so I think it's just very important if your child is in sports, help them see that even the littlest things, like don't come home and sit on the couch and have a bowl of you know, sugary cereal, (laughs) have a healthy snack ready for them or, you know, go on a walk with them. I mean, have fun activities if you don't feel like your child can do conditioning. But I think many just really think that conditioning is bad because so many have, you know, done something wrong with it or given weights when you shouldn't have been given weights. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very important to use what your own body has to work out. How has that affected Gavin? He's Um, very athletic. He is very athletic preparing now well now that he has seen that um lacrosse kids are big (laughs) not just in height but in size um he's very tall for his age but he needs um body fat which is something i did not think my child would ever have a problem with (laughs) i can give him some of mine (laughs) share some of that body fat (laughs) so he has recently seen that if he does not want to get mowed down on the field then he is going to have to be able to push back and use Mm -hmm. his weight but it's, he's also seen that the stronger he is, the higher he can jump on the ball court, and you know, the better he will be in lasting running up and down. What goals do you have for yourself personally? Because I know you watch us work out to make sure nobody hurts themselves. Right. You're very attentive in the gym. What do you do on your own, and what are your goals coming up? Um, I don't know that I have a set goal right now, um, but I strive to stay healthy because obviously, like I said, I don't have sick days and I don't have anyone to cover for me. So I have to continue to stay healthy, which I think is another thing that people have to think about when you're going to be working in the fitness industry or in a wellness program. You kind of have to practice what you preach. I mean, no one's going to take you seriously if you walk in and I've got a Twix in my hand and I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a nice but I'm sure you have to have a way of disconnecting and giving yourself a break. So do you have a guilty pleasure that helps you decompress when you just can't be disciplined 
24-7. Right. Or at least maybe I can't. No. <laughs> I'm looking for validation. <laughs> um, anyone that knows me would say Mexican food is my guilty pleasure. Um, obviously, there is still a way to eat healthy. So probably my worst would be margaritas. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if we're going to be completely honest. <laughs> but you also run. And, and that's the thing, too. You really mix it up. Yeah. I've noticed that as well. Yes, I and, and I've heard lots of people in the past three weeks specifically talk about hit. Mm-hmm. You've been doing HIT for years. So <laughs> she was doing it before it was cool, but now right. it's cool. HIT actually stands for high intensity interval training. Um, basically, well, for example, the workouts, a lot of them that I do here are centered around, um, for example, like we could choose eight exercises and we would do 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off, and we go through it all four times. Um, that's considered a HIT workout because you are doing it for the intervals. You're going to get your um, heart pumping faster. And then you're going to bring it back down in your recovery. So it's the high intensity. And then the intervals are the Mm 30-10. And it lasts longer. Keeps your fat going, burning longer. And you're lifting weights and that kind of thing. And the reason I mentioned HIT is because people say, well, I can't do an hour workout. Right. Whatever. It's not. It's 30 minutes. Right. And the point is to get your heart pumping and then to do um, weightlifting and that kind of thing. Which we know for women helps us with bone density Mm -hmm. and all sorts of wonderful Yes. You're like, hey, <laughs> I've been here all along doing this hit thing. Um, for somebody starting a wellness program, what would you suggest? Like, how would you start them out? Well, um, I normally start anyone out um, on like a six week program um, because I think it's easier if you have someone who's new that comes in and you give them, like I said, the six week goal, they think that's more attainable. Um, if you just throw, you know, a nine-month training program at somebody, they're already going to be in over their head because all they are thinking about from that point on is I've got to do this for nine months. Mm -hmm. Um, Six weeks is easier to think about, and then you can go into something else as soon as we're done with that six weeks. So I always say in the beginning, let's do six weeks. Let's do two to three sessions, you know, a week here at the gym. Then you need to do some sessions on your own, obviously, Um, and then a meal plan. And I like to do clean eating uh, because it's easier. It's something that you can control you can do here and not have to go far to find the right foods. Um, do protein powder and BCAAs as well. But I think clean eating is the easiest for someone to start with. Close to the ground, close to its mama. Right. That's Basically, you're shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. Got it. Megan, do you have any questions? I have a couple more. I would love to hear about a success story that stands out in your mind as somebody that we can all learn from, um, you know, being inspired by their experience. Well, there are several that always stand out. Um, But if I may, I think a good one to use would be Holly. Oh, well, thanks. (laughs) Um, Holly started, um, she had classmates come with her who have came in and out from beginning, but Holly has stuck with it. Um, Holly started because she wanted to come somewhere with no judgment. Um, Like she said, it didn't matter what she looked like. She needed something on her lunch break, and Holly has a very odd lunchtime. Yes. (laughs) Most people don't go to lunch at 1030 in the morning. (laughs) Um, And Holly just did not want to be judged or, I mean, even just watched. I mean, some women love to stand in front of the mirror and work out and do selfies. Um, That's just not Holly. I don't get who that is. (laughs) Well, too, and I don't feel like, you know, that we don't do video or any of that. I don't. And I understand why some people do it specifically for social media and that type of thing. But I don't feel like I have to come in here and be on 
Mm-hmm. I can come in here and be myself and I don't feel like I have to please anyone. And it's like the one or the two times in the week that I don't have to make anybody happy. I can just be in there with Jessica and everybody else and do the workout and kind of check out. Just mentally just check out and, mm-hmm. and sweat and do my thing. There's no other place I can do that. Right. You know. And so. I think, you know, Holly came in with expectations of what she wanted to look like, but she was honest from the beginning and saying, you know, I have a very hard schedule. I may not look like I want to look in a year, but I'm going to keep at it. And I mean, if you've known Holly over the past few years, she has definitely kept at it. There's weeks where she's wanted to say, forget it. I just can't do it. Yes. <laughs> um, but like she came in today talking about how her butt looks from squats. <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah, look good. Thank you. <laughs> it's not an that. easy journey, but you know, Holly is a single mom. She has a child at home who needs her. She works very odd hours. And so I think Holly is a true testament that if she can make it work, then anybody can find the two times a week, 30 minutes to set that aside. Because I mean, Tristan needs her healthy, not homesick. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Holly's seen too, through some of her own personal issues that had she not been working out, she would not have recovered as quickly. And no, and I've really struggled with that. Um, I'm going to cry. <laughs> that Having more energy. Mm-hmm. So when I do get done with work, I can actually be a good mom. And also enjoy time off um, and not be at home sick. Right. And not, you know, we, we're so sedentary at work. Most of us that sit in front of computers. So there are weeks where I would have not moved had I not come in here right it would not have happened and I don't think that Holly even looks back and thinks from the beginning like you know it's funny now when she has you know pretty days or time off she's bought bikes to ride with Tristan she goes hiking I mean there's things that she never did you know four years ago that now it's just it's no big thing for her and Tristan to ride down the street or her and Sean to go on a weekend long hiking trip I don't think you would ever considered that five years ago no to do like 12 miles in a day absolutely not it wouldn't have happened so um, I still have to beat him. I'll work on it, but, but yeah, and and sometimes that's all it takes. And um, I can't believe you used me as a success story. I'm like, it. what? That's perfect. <laughs> but it reminds me of what Megan did. What you started last was it last year? Yeah, in November. And I've bumped up the mileage now. So um, yeah, just running a mile or two every day, and really having that as a goal versus I went away. X amount, um, mm-hmm. really just focusing on what I can absolutely control and just getting in that habit. So it's all about a little bit and just sticking with it and no excuses. I right. love that you mentioned that. <laughs> if if, if um, the three of us being as busy as we are, if we can make that a priority, then it really is the choice that we all can have control over. I, I think that's very important that you said too, just a little bit at a time. I mean, you know, there's people who come and they know that they can do 30 minutes without a doubt. There's people, you know, Holly in the beginning came in and said, I'm going to do what I can do. And if I can't do it, you'll just see me over in the corner, but I'll keep moving. <laughs> I'm going to move. Mean, I'm not going to stop moving. You know, but... That's what it's all about here is that, you know, you may be in a class with somebody who is a marathoner, but you may be in class with somebody also that today is day one and everyone is very I think anyway Holly can attest to it very positive and reinforcement here Mm -hmm. they're all about you know you've got this or just do a jumping jack and then take a break I mean (laughs) there's always a way around it (laughs) 20,000 burpees that we have to do I think I've heard that one too um you are getting ready to go do another class for those who don't know you also do water aerobics at your house I do (laughs) that's pretty cool so uh we know we've got to get you out of here um but I would get hate mail if I did not ask you for a fitness tip because we talked about running a business and all of that but what do you have to offer from your own experience to our listeners 
Well, I myself was not athletic at all 10 years ago. That's shocking. <laughs> Which cracks my me. husband up. Um, yeah, 10 years ago, I couldn't have ran from here to the mailbox. So one day I started power walking and my husband was like, Jessica, you walk as fast as most people run. Why don't you just start running? And I'm like, yeah, right. I could walk all day, but I can't run. So I just started a quarter mile walk, quarter mile run, quarter mile walk, quarter mile run until I could, you know, take the walk away more and do more running. So I think the best fitness tip that I give anyone is just do a little bit at a time and don't give up. I mean, today you may not be able to do anything. Tomorrow you may get right back at it. You have to listen to your body um, and continue to push through what you think is going to kill you because it won't. (laughs) Did you die? (laughs) As much as I thought running would kill me, it hasn't yet. Right. (laughs) You can cuss and scream in your head. Um, So if someone listening wants to get in touch with you, Mm -hmm. uh, there are so many things that you offer. What's the best way for them to contact you? Um, You can look me up on Facebook, Jessica Gray, G-R-A-Y, or um, you can also give me a call at 270-268-3569. A Boss Lady Coaching Podcast is a production of Boss Lady Coaching. If you heard something in this podcast that would be helpful to someone, please share it with them. You can also find us at BeTheBossCoaching.com, Instagram, and Facebook at Boss Lady Coaching. All podcast content in this episode is the property of Megan Stith, Holly Sexton, and podcast guests. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved.